The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Hello, welcome to The Ricky Gervais Show with Guardian Unlimited. Back where it all started. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And of course, Carl Pilkington. All right. The internet phenomenon that is Carl Pilkington. Ah, now ah, this could be interesting. Now, now that noise... Do you want to explain, Steve? I will. I've just sent a text to this number that some of you may have heard of, 63336. Now, apparently, this is a number you can uh, send a text to, and it will answer any question that you have for it. And in the past, for instance, I sent it um, quite some quite profound questions. I once asked it, um, should they have dropped the second bomb on Nagasaki, and it had a very thoughtful answer. So we've sent it a question, perhaps equally thoughtful. Carl Pilkington believes in ghosts. Is he an idiot? Now, we sent that because this is the Halloween special. These podcasts are, are three one-off free specials, and they're free because we want to thank people who, uh, who paid um, for, the, for the audio books we did, the, uh, the last two series. So thank you for that. I've just bought a, a flat in New York, and Steve's just bought a lovely BMW. Mercedes. Oh, is it a Mercedes? Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Carl's have his kitchen done and his boiler replaced. Still not happy. But, um, yes, thank you. Um, uh, the back catalogue is still available um, in audiobooks on iTunes, but these are three free ones. Anyway, the question we asked 6336, Carl Pilkinson believes in ghosts, is he an idiot? And this is the response. Unusually... Producer Carl Pilkington is both an idiot and a comic genius. His humour is not to everyone's taste, however. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the response. But it's curious because it doesn't really answer our question about ghosts. Send them, do you believe in ghosts? Okay. This is the Halloween special, of course. That's why we're talking about ghosts. Carl, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, like, a proper proper ghost. So why do you believe in something that uh, there's no evidence for? Yeah, you but what, what, why are we here then? If, if it is just sort of, you're born, right? And when, I mean, we are useless, at least other creatures, when they're born. Well, you speak for yourself. No, but they're born, other creatures are born to do a job, aren't they? When a bee's born, you know what that's going to be doing. It hasn't got any <laughs> options. That's got a job to do. And it does that job and it dies and the next one comes along. Oh. We asked it, do you believe in ghosts? The existence of ghosts is not proven. Many experiments have claimed to identify ghosts, but none have been scientifically sound. Excellent. See, that's a sensible, intelligent, logical, thoughtful answer. Weird things have happened to me when I uh, mm. was living at home and I uh, was in bed one Where night. Where do you live now? No, but I was at my first home. Your mm. parents? Yeah, my mum and dad's. Mm. So I'm in bed and uh, I'm lying there and you know you get that sense of like, uh, oh, there's something going on. Right. And uh, I sort of look over my quilt, and there's nothing there. Thinking it's weird that. So uh, turn me back on it. I'm thinking I don't want to know. If there is something there, I don't want to know. Right? <laughs> so I'm turning me back on it. But then there's like a really high-pitched noise, right? Sort of the hairs on my back are like going up a bit. And I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And it's the, the high-pitched noise. Yeah, the hairy back even as a kid. No, but you know, everyone's got little hairs on them, saying. aren't they? Everyone's got little tiny hairs on them and mm. stuff. And uh, and I thought, oh, I can't stand this. And, and I turned around, put the light on, legged it downstairs. Mm. Right? And my mum's saying, what are you doing? I'm going, oh, I don't know, there's something up there. So she said, all right, then watch the telly. So I stayed up for a bit, mm. uh, watching the telly. Went back to bed, the high-pitched noise had gone. Went to sleep. Get up the next day. 
Charlie from next door comes round. He goes, Hilda's dead. Mm. Right? And uh, my dad said, oh, when did that happen? He said, last night at quarter to eleven. Right. That's, that's when I was in bed. So? What, what are you telling me for? Because it's weird, isn't it? It's that thing of... Uh, what do you think it would be weirder that uh, no one ever died at quarter to eleven when you were in bed? No, but that's when all the weirdness was going on. That's when the tone was happening, my back was getting itchy and stuff. And Coincidence. And I went down and watched telly, went back up, gone and that, but that's when her spirit had sort of... No, no. Ah, okay, right, interesting. No, this is, this is where we get into the facts. So Hilda's spirit... Less whizzing her. round, whizzing round my yeah. bedroom because my bedroom was right next door to theirs. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I'm just saying, that's, that's one. Why did they? Why do they whiz round when what? they when they die? Why do spirits whiz round when they die? Because they're going. Where am I going? Are they? And they're whizzing round, aren't they? Am I going down? Am I going up? No, no, that's Carl. Oh, no, no but, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, but it's n it's not going to be easy, is it? How do you think it works? It doesn't work. But once again, it's not proof of anything, Carl. Beyond the fact that you were a child in bed, why did your dad ask what time she died? No, he just sort of you know what do you say to someone when it's it's awkward, isn't it? When someone gives you bad news, so you just think, well, what can I ask? Oh, what, time oh, did she when, die? When? what time did exactly? that happen? Sorry, no, just, my, you just my, go oh, exactly. What, what time did she die? Uh, my no, wife, my wife passed away. Yeah, what well, time exactly? <laughs> no, not exactly. He just said, no. oh, that's bad. When did that happen? Like, yeah. And he said, well. Thanks for asking. Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. I remember. What did, say, what did they say last night? Oh, that's weird, isn't it? Convenient, aren't they? All these it stories. Is, or is it? Or, yeah, I mean, it's either that's exactly what happened, Rick, or he's he's misremembering the, the yeah. actual. I don't. I don't, I don't know which one <laughs> to plump for. But I tell you this though. Go on. You know, if we're talking about ghosts and that. Yeah. Mm. Now, Ilda. Yeah. Uh, choose your bog standard old woman. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think that's on the gravestone. I know, yeah. No, did you, it's just did a, you do the eulogy? No, you know. <laughs> that is great. You, you what involved? can we say about Ilda? Bog standard old woman. Right, there's sandwiches at the bar. <laughs> that's the most insulting thing you could ever say. There's nothing Let's just think about Hilda lived her life. Thank you for coming to celebrate the life of Hilda. Who died at quarter to eleven, specifically. And was a bog-standard old woman. <laughs> Are we burning or burying? But anyway, but she lived to be quite old. Mm. Which annoyed you. And, but yeah, no, in a bog-standard way. But this is what I was saying about us all living too long and stuff. Mm. It just, it just makes it worse when it does come to us being a ghost. I don't know what you're talking don't about know, again. That sentence made no sense. Just, if you are going to be haunted, right, say, I know you're going to say, well, I don't believe in them, so I'm not worried, so don't be going on about it, mm. but say, like, you know, your new place that you've bought, you move in, and you go to bed, and there's something moving about the room. Mm. You see it, mm. it's a ghost. Oh, no. Okay, look, let, let's, for the sake More of likely, a Siamese cat called Ollie. No, because that's probably got its own room, on it? <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, would you prefer... To have an old person moving about looking at you, or just a young person. I'd prefer a youngish person who looks normal and he's sort of floating about and you go, right. that, that looks normal, floating about. No, but, but an old woman would really scare me. Some ghosts are always going to have a bad reputation because they look scary because they're old. So that's... You talk absolute shit. That's all I'm saying, so... Can you now believe going... we ever charged for this? No, but look... <laughs> If, if we are going into another life, right, after this... Which we're not, We move yeah. on to another life. Yeah. 
we're not going to move on. That land, say if it is like another world, where we go and we plough fields and we grow crop, crop, croppage. We grow crop, crops, uh, crops. If you want. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to use the English language. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's too much fruit about, so just a crop, just something we need too to get much by. Fruit about. <laughs> He's got an answer for everything. That's so we I'm grow saying. some crop. Yeah. yeah. So you grow your crop, and uh, now if we're all going into that other land or world or universe, mm. old, who's going to do the cropping? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, you! I've never heard so much crop in my life. <laughs> it's a load of old crop. I had to go for a an ultrasound, right? Isn't that what you do if you're pregnant? Yeah, but the the do you know I've had kidney stones? Are you expecting? We talked about it in, the, in the other podcast and that that we've done, right? Uh, I've had a kidney stone. I don't want to go on about it. Uh, it hurt. It was painful and that. Well, you are going on about it. No, yeah, and it was no, nothing. No, but I'm just saying. It's routine. Don't worry about it's it. It's not routine. Well, uh, why well, do they have to keep going back? Why do they have to keep going back? You're, you're yeah. questioning me. You're getting into a routine. Out. Keep going back. It's better than working it. You don't have to you know, sell the book. No, no. Holiday or hospital? Holiday or hospital? Holiday or hospital? I don't know. I just say that we've got a book out, right? The World of Carp Hilton. It's, it's, it's out now. When he goes on holiday the first week, right? Uh, he, he's in and out of hospital. He's doing no good. He's got to go in again. He goes away with his family like twice a year. He goes away with Suzanne's family twice a year he's now said he doesn't want to do any press for it because it's boring or he doesn't want why don't you why don't you plug in the book well, i mean if you if you're an author you've got to put, I've, get behind I've it. bought books without hearing someone telling me to buy stuff no you're you la buy you're stuff. lazy you're no, lazy I'm, I'm not lazy it's just that i'm sick and tired of putting telly on or the radio and having people telling me oh you've got to buy this you've got to buy that no i don't have to do anything i'll have a look myself when i'm in a bookshop let them just find it but there are hundreds and thousands of books, Carl. They may not find it. Well, You're trying to look. direct them towards it. I'm, I don't want to direct them to it. I just, you know, if you come across it. But most why have of the you books... put all this work into this book? All these illustrations you've done in extra material. Because I enjoyed it for me. Right, but you don't want anyone to read it. Yeah, so they why will just read put it in it. a drawer? They will, they will read it. They'll they'll find it. People will find it. It's in the shop, isn't it? I'm always finding little books on different things and what have you. Yeah, you don't read them. You read the first couple of lines and you get it wrong. What, you know, it, it. So I went back, right, and I had the uh, the ultrasound thing. Where they they're looking to see what else is in there, mm. uh, and uh, when I was in the waiting room, there was a woman there. I reckon she was about ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> now, why you. why are they rooting around in her to see what's up with her? Just let her let her die. Do you know what I mean? If she's not in any Jesus. pain, no, no. All Such I'm saying, I'm just saying, how long does she want to be around? And the, the the problem is, she went off. Right, I was sat in the waiting room. She went off into the little cubicle. To put her uh, a gown on, and because she's old, she can't bend her arms and that. So she came out with it all open <laughs> on the back, <laughs> and it was horrible. It looked like like a a chicken that hasn't been looked after, right? It was all leathery skin and that, right? Now the thing <laughs> is, it's all very well keeping people alive, but the surroundings of the body isn't meant to be lasting that long, is it? Do you know what I mean? The actual skin of, of a body. It's all very well keeping the heart going, checking the kidneys and all that, but we're not meant to be around this length of time. Yet we are, we're messing with it. Yeah. Just do the gown up. You never do, you never get, you, you never see insects or anything like that that look old. You don't go, look at the state of that. Because <laughs> they live about four weeks! Yeah, but maybe that's the way it's meant to be, in the same way we, maybe we were only meant to live to be 40. But why did you go in for your operation then? Why didn't you just think, well, this is it, about the time? Offer. If they're looking after an old woman who's about 98, I'm having a go. 
Because <laughs> well, you want to live. Because you want to live on. She, she might have been flirting that. with you. No, she was keeping it open, just so you can have a little look. But I'm just saying, is that right? Is it right that they were going in around? there rooting around and stuff? I didn't like it. I didn't like having it done. You know, I don't like going to the hospital and stuff and the doctors and all that. And she was pushing the uh, the thing down, and she said, "Oh, you can have a look if you want." So what? What down where? On on my kidney, she was pushing like this little scanner thing. Oh right. She was going to have a look. I was going, I don't want to have a look. She's going, what's up with you? I said, I don't want to see me inside. Did they, have a did they put a tube down the Indian up? Yeah, they did all that. We've talked about that in the in the other. But you were unconscious, books. weren't you? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? If you know it's going on, it still bothers you. It's because you're asleep. Well, not really, no. What do you mean? Well, why does it bother you if you're asleep? Well, that's like saying, oh, I woke up and the house was robbed. Oh, it doesn't matter, you're asleep. Well, no, but. It's still going to bother you, isn't it? But <laughs> you knew it was happening and you, you did it willingly. What? It's not pleasant to go in and be made to, to go unconscious. That's the unpleasant bit, isn't it? And the pain. Well, and no, it's more it, the idea of it, isn't it? That's why, you know, doctors telling you everything they're doing. It's like, don't tell me. You know what you're doing. Just do it. I'm well, not yeah, going to have so a go at it. You know, it's not like DIY people coming around and going, oh, well, what you should have done there is, and you can go, oh, I'll have a go at that next time on my own without calling you out. Forget kidney stones again. I'm not going to go, oh, I've had it done before. I know what to do. I'll stick it up there. Doesn't happen, does it? But I can't, what was I saying? So anyway, <laughs> so she, she was pushing the, the scanner over yeah. me kidneys and stuff. Yeah. Now, it was weird with her because at no point did she make eye contact with me. Well, I don't understand what that means. What she meant to wink and go, your kidneys are fucked. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's, ju it's just weird that she probably spends her days looking inside people more than she does talking to people. I just thought it was odd that she that's that's how she sees people when she looks at people she probably sees kidneys what the, this doctor the woman doctor the well, doctor uh yeah right so what you're saying is the strange thing is that she often spends more time looking in people because she's a doctor than chatting to them yeah and I is just, it weird that Jonathan Ross is the other way around? Because he's a chat show host. He spends more time talking to people than looking inside them. No, but even when I was asking... Because he's got a different job. <laughs> when I was asking her questions, saying, uh, you know, does it look all right? Uh, what's it doing? Is it moving about? You know, asking her questions about my kidney. She could have quite easily just turned around and, and give me a bit of eye contact. But she, she was, say, looking, she was looking, I'm but concentrating. But she I'm was looking at the screen in order to answer your questions. Yeah, she's at work. She's doing something. No, but just... If just, she was here now going, Carl, what are you doing with that microphone? You'd go, shut the fuck up. I'm doing a podcast. Did she run this scanner over your head? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, did she find anything? <laughs> We'd like to try and educate Carl... Rick, as you know, as we have done since we've known him, really, and mm. he doesn't really seem to absorb any information. No, and um, and I, I was asked recently when I was going back to Bristol if I would come and talk to a classroom of school children. All right, you know, just talking about careers and particularly my career. And uh, I went down there. It was in Bristol. It was an inner city school, quite rough area. You're a son of Bristol. You're uh, exactly. They love you. You're a celebrated there. son of Bristol. You've done. You're Golden Globe winning. 
uh, person who's returned to the homeland. It annoys me when I go down there that I'm not met as I get off the train like the Beatles used to be when they came back from America. By a know? mayor and a brass band. Hordes of people, ticker tape. Forever this day will be called Steve Merchant Day. <laughs> exactly. It frustrates me that I just sneak back into town and there's no yeah. fanfare. <laughs> yeah. But um, basically they asked me to, to come talk at this school and I sort of batted them away and said I'm too busy. And so um, they, I foolishly left them uh, the opportunity to, to ask me again, which they did, and I didn't have a decent excuse, so I went. And I was expecting to talk to maybe a room of six formers. Um, they were nine, these kids, nine nine and ten years old. But I realised as I was walking into the school, I was suddenly really nervous. I was more nervous than anything I've ever done. Because I realised that I've not spoken to a child like that since I was a child myself. I just, I've never interacted with them. So I didn't know at what level I would be able to pitch this, this talk. You know, I didn't know what they understood, what ideas they understood. Obviously, in my mind, I was picturing Carl. And yeah. then I was ratcheting it up a few years sort of IQ-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I went so there, what did you talk to them about? And I, I was supposed to talk about careers, and I realised very quickly that they didn't really understand conceptual Did they know you were? Not really. One or two of them may vaguely knew. One of them went, what's Richard Rage like? And I said... Um, You've got a deep voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, that was one of the teachers. And I'm supposed to be talking about careers, how to get into careers. And I start trying to explain the idea of being a writer, and I say that it's very important to be able to get inside other people's minds, you know, figure out how they think, and how, you know, and try to understand other people. But this, they didn't really seem to grasp. They started talking amongst each other. You know, they were just losing interest. <laughs> I lost them straight away. I was devastated. <laughs> oh, no. So then, and this is the worst thing, right? I started lying to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realised that every time I told a slight lie... Because I thought they'd be interested. That's they were. Great. So I, I know Justin like, Timberlake. You're not joking, right? They said, one of them said, I understand you used to be a DJ. And I went, yeah, it's great being a DJ because you get to meet pop stars like Robbie Williams and Beyonce. Never met either of them. <laughs> Never met them. And, I, and they went, one of the kids went, what's Beyonce like? <laughs> and I went, and I went, jokingly, I went, you wouldn't like her. And I said, <laughs> I said, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. She's, yeah. lo she's lovely, she's sweet, she's good as gold. I was making it up. And, oh, but God. they were loving this, and the teacher was going, oh. would you all like to meet Beyonce? And they were going, yeah. And I was thinking, God, well... We'll bring her, I'll bring her down tomorrow. <laughs> well, exactly, but I don't know why I felt the... It was like I wanted to win the approval of these nine-year-olds. That's amazing! Because my own achievements, I realised, wouldn't mean anything to them. You know, I could yeah. talk about the people I have met, but they don't care if I've met Robert De Niro, but they're interested if I've met girls allowed. <laughs> Oh, well, me and girls led some of the times we've had together, it turns out. <laughs> but uh, it is fascinating when you have to interact with, with people, with children like that, because I've got no concept of how to talk to children. I don't, to me, I can't grasp the difference really in conversation and chat between, say, a seven-year-old and a 13-year-old. I don't know at what point they learn stuff and pick stuff up. Do they understand, do you know what I mean? It's, I find it really hard. I remember hard. once when I was about nine, uh, the... The, the headmaster, Debbie Headmaster, used to do a little fable. I've talked about him in stand-up, he used to do a little fable. There's uh, uh, one I remember where um, he uh, got a tube of toothpaste and he got someone up, he said, uh, you, um, come out here, squeeze this tube of toothpaste out on this board. And he squeezed it all out, right? And he squeezed it all out and emptied it. He went, now put it back in. And the kid tried to struggle and he goes, you can't do it. He said, it's easier to do something than undo it. Okay, go back to class. Like, people are going, oh, I get it. I know what he means. Yeah, yeah. And they're just thinking, don't squeeze all the toothpaste out. Yeah. Just save some. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's no way they're going to take on <laughs> no, that exactly. metaphor at the it's age of nine. It's too conceptual, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just stop misbehaving or I'll <laughs> smack you. That worked. Carl, have you had to have any dealings with kids? How do you get on with kids? Do you relate to them? 
or are they just as angry and perplexed by your views as we are? Uh, I mean, it's with everything, isn't it? Everyone's different and that. I can get on with some young kids, all right, and some of them are, like, you know, a bit cocky and what have you. But um, I'm sort of getting on with a baby at, at the moment because uh, I've been made, a like, a, a godfather. Think of that. So, uh... Wow, who did they reject? I know. No, I mean, it, it, who said no? Yeah. Well, well I did. No? I did at first, and Brilliant. then Suzanne said, "Look, you're not. You know, it's not really a choice. It's not like a job interview or something that you're thinking about. Is it a good thing? So you, you've, you've been asked. You should take it on." But what are they? What if they? Hold on. If you're the godfather of this yeah. kid, presumably you're friends with them, and they probably listen yeah, to this yeah, podcast. Good friends. So now they're hearing for the first time that you didn't want to be. Godfather. Yeah, but I think I think that's good because they can hear that. You know, it wasn't. I didn't just do it because I was asked. I thought about it. I thought it through. Um, you know, I was worried. It was kind of like, is this a job? And uh, I was, I was just. Well, it's nothing him, but tokenistic, is it? You're not. Well, really this is what I looked into. I said we went back, and I said, right, I've been thinking about this thing. Uh, I've heard that it's my job. If anything happens to them, I've got to kick in. I'd have to start looking after the baby. So I said, right, how many of you are in your family? If that happens. Am I going to start getting a phone call or what? And they said, no, there's a big family, you're not, you know, you're at the bottom of the list. So I was like, how many? And just finding out what their age is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I've only got a small flat, it would have to sleep in the sink or something, right? So I checked all that out, and uh, all safe. So this, uh, this baby, it's spooking me out a bit because it doesn't blink. <laughs> and that's pretty weird when you're sort of talking to it and you're thinking... It's not blinking. Are you sure it's not asleep? No, it's honestly, it's weird. If something doesn't blink, it's like it's it's evil. Because blinking just makes something look a bit more friendly, doesn't it? <laughs> and I was stood there, you know, talking to it. I just tell it little stories about anything. Uh, it's lying there looking up at me. How old is it? It's about, must be about two and a half months. Well then, why are you telling it stories? Because it likes it. But it's just weird how, like, then I'll, I'll sort of forget the story because I'm looking at it going, it's not blinked yet. It's been about <laughs> ten minutes, it's not blinking. <laughs> so then I forget the end of the story and I just walk away because it's not bothered anyway, it's probably not listening, is it? But... <laughs> what a pointless tale! What a pointless tale now and at the time. I think it likes it. The kids like stories, like you say, they're not bothered if it's if it's not true or anything. Or if you walk away before the ending because you've forgotten it. That's Brilliant. why it's not blinking. It's so dumbstruck at the idiocy coming out of your gob. No, but you don't need to wear endings of stories. Maybe, like I said That's to the you. point. That's the point of a story, isn't no, it? No, it's not. That's the point why people, that's why people like stories because they're hooked into knowing what happened. No, because there's loads of films that happen and they have a funny ending. You leave there going, I know what's meant to happen. And then you make it up in your own head. You go, well, I bet what happened is that person went off and got married to that woman mm. and they lived happily. And then in your head, it's the truth. It's actually what happened. But but I think that's better. Why are we told everything? Because so what would your end be to a story such as The Elephant Man? Okay, he's rescued from the freak show, he's put in the hospital, he becomes something of a celebrity, then what happens? He discovered he had big ears and he could fly and he he, he joined the circus and he was the... The main attraction. Um, I wouldn't change change the end that much because at the end of the day, you can't you can't make something up that's not believable. At the end of the day, he's got an head like an elephant. He's not going to have a good life, is he? Mm. So there's no point making out that he went on loads of women fancied him, and you know he, he modelled hats. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so so he's got to die. The elephant man had to die, yeah. but at the same time. Was shot by poachers. Just show, just for his, show, for a, his tusks. A, show a few positives. 
you know, because I'm sure there was good bits in his life. I don't know what they were, but you know, look, look at everything. Uh, what was he like when he was a little baby elephant? They didn't cover what he was like as a kid, but you can get away with them sort of looks when you're a baby. You can be an ugly baby, and everyone goes, "Oh, isn't it nice?" There was some woman in a cafe the other week mm. that I was sat in, and she came up and she sat down with a mate and she was talking loudly, going on about, "Oh, the baby's lovely." They said it's got uh, got lovely big eyes. Uh, really big hands and feet. Now that doesn't sound like a nice baby to me. <laughs> I felt like saying it sounds like a frog, but I thought I don't know her. There's only there's only so much you can say to to a stranger. I don't know what kept kept me from saying it. That's what I was saying before about there's something in, there's something. It sounds like a frog. There's something inside of you that stops you. Yeah, that's amazing that you had the urge to go. That doesn't sound like a good baby. What, love? I'm just listening to conversation. That baby you're talking about sounds like a fucking frog. Um, yeah. But something stopped him saying it. <laughs> I just came back from uh, America and uh, they love Halloween. They're obsessed over there. I mean, it's a, it's a proper, proper thing out there. Here it's sort of half hearted a few people a few middle class families sort of uh but do you, you think know, it'll get up. more popular here though if we do find out that ghosts are about well that would that never happen because they're not no okay? but if they did then but, suddenly that would be a big well Amer- a big america makes things famous now um because of because of film culture and everything so yeah it's it's all it's all it's all from that. I, I, I doubt we uh, celebrated much at all, did we, 50 years ago? So I think it's crept oh, up. Oh, certainly over here we didn't. But it's no. been largely introduced over here through commercial ideas, isn't it? Let's yeah. Pr- we can yeah. sell stuff for and, and And film and, and, and things like that. And, uh, but um, out there, it's, uh, it was, they, they start like weeks and weeks before and they're decorated like proper, proper. And, um, but I saw a baker's, a little bakery in, um, in, in Soho, um, and uh, it didn't look right with cobwebs all over it and spiders on the buns. Yeah. And but even though it's fake, it just—it's just—I don't think you should do it on a bakery. It, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, it's it, that—that—that surely puts you off the the product a little bit. I, I always know. find it a bit depressing. Like last, I remember going into supermarkets and you see sort of these old women who who you know in their sixties and they're doing this job they don't really want to be doing but they've been made to dress up as a hat I know as a witch or as, as Cinderella and it just well they could do it, it in like a morgue or something just to sort of brighten up the place well just so people aren't that scared imagine that imagine you're going to identify your your your, your dead relative and they go what's the spiders all over it's uh, 31st October no, oh but, okay but just make it a bit spookier and have a bit of fun with it and let's not get serious about you know like I say passing on yeah, but, but those sort of people have to take their job seriously. I remember when um, my mum died, and um, uh, I had to go along, and I was talking about um, uh, the what wreath they wanted, and this this person, uh, quite rightly, had to turn off their sense of humour in a way because I suppose they're so they mustn't offend anyone. So I had to. He spoke like that at all times. <laughs> yeah. At all times. Okay, and what what um, would you like the wreath to say? Um, she was a mother and a, a, a grandmother. I went, yeah, my mother, grandmother, and, and uh, what was her name? I said, uh, her name was um, Eva. I said, um, and I made a joke. I said, do we get a discount because her name's short? And she went, well, actually, um, didn't laugh, didn't, didn't get yeah. that at all. She just went, yeah. 
just answered the question. She went, well, actually, you pay by the letter. And I thought, okay, that fell flat. I'll go again. I went, well, a friend used to call her E. Yeah, yeah. She went, I went, I'm joking. She went, okay. Nothing. Yeah. Bad audience. <laughs> bad yeah. time, bad audience. Tough crowd. Yeah, undertakers, so, never known for their... Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. Their they life. don't crack jokes, Carl. A, a, a friend of mine um, was um, trained to be a doctor, and um, in his first year, uh, when they actually they practice, they intern at the, the hospital, um, he was watching this patient, and uh, two other doctors came in, and I won't say his name, um, they said, uh, "Can you um, can you go and check on Mister So and So?" He went, "Yeah," and changed his drip. So he went in, changed his drip, came back out. The doctors came after about ten minutes. They came running and said, "What did you do? What did you do?" And uh, they went in there. They said, "I just changed the drip." He goes, "Well, he's dead. He's dead." He was going, well, "I just changed the drip. I did this and that." And they started laughing. He goes, "No, he was dead when we sent you in there." Yeah. Now that is almost excusable because it's imperative if you're a doctor Absolutely. to become accustomed to yeah. Yeah. the fact that people die and that it's, Exactly. You know, yeah, it's so, that, so they were making a joke about a, a dead body that means nothing to them other than professionally. Yeah. You know, they were getting through it. He thought he'd just murdered someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he thought he'd just killed someone. Um, but yeah, they have to be desensitised. But they wouldn't do that in front of the relatives. They wouldn't go... I had a laugh earlier with a young intern. Um, when your dad died, we sent him in to change the drip. Didn't even check. <laughs> it was quite good. Anyway, let's get him out of here. No, but they do, but they do have a laugh. I heard about a doctor who was uh, working on a brain, right? Mm. Um, and apparently when they work on the brain, it's best just to keep you awake. Because, um, you know, just so you can go, that hurts a bit. And they go, oh, let's not touch that bit again. That's right? the reason, Rick. Amazing. That's the reason. No, there it's is amazing. Certain, there's certain operations, isn't there, where they go, you know, we can knock you out for that, but for this one, we want to know. It's probably because the awake. brain needs activity. to be active in order to. Yeah, to yeah they show activity. Thing, but yeah, sure, yeah. No, so it's anyway. actually so you can wake up and go, yeah, no, that hurt. That, that stings. Oh, that stings. Don't pop that in there. You can't feel anything in the brain anyway. No nerve endings. Really? You what? can't can't feel it, can you? Well, maybe there's another reason. But anyway, his head's open. He's sat on this chair. Um, the doctor's going. I reckon you know, he was laying down. I thought he was laying down, but in your world, he's not. He's sat on a hard-backed. I think it's more like chair. in front of a mirror, like a hairdresser type thing, right? <laughs> and he's cut the skin off. Uh, go, you, yeah, get a bit shorter there. So he's, he's so for the weekend, sir. He's, oh, I won't be shagging with no brain. <laughs> anyway, so he's he's cut the skin off, and uh, you know, chopped a bit. And you're always, you're always going to get bits, aren't you? Sort yeah. of. Whenever you cut anything, you end up with a bit missing. But anyway, somehow it's it, it, it does the brain stuff. He fixes it. I don't know what he was doing, but if, don't you? Yeah. Do you don't know about. You don't know. You about don't that. know the intricacies of brain surgery. That I find perplexing. So you're not a neurosurgeon. I don't. I don't what, oh, okay, so they on. sorted out the problem, right? Mm. And he goes, right. All we've got to do now is uh, stick the uh, the head bit back on. Yeah. Um, That's what it's called, by the way. The head oh, bit. Oh, this happened. This happened. Yeah. The head bit's connected to the <laughs> face bit. Yeah. So he sticks. Nurse, the head bit. <laughs> Doctor, do you need leg bit? Not yet, nurse. Head bit, then leg bit. So they stuck the, the head bit back on, and then... Uh, <laughs> Can you pass me the sharpie-sharpie thing? He was trying to sew it, and he was going, this isn't fitting, this. He's going, I don't know. And, and you know, like, because the person... Right, if this turns out that it's <laughs> someone else's head... Or no, 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 a, no. a toupee from the doctor next to him, <laughs> yeah. or a cat. Meow! No, You've sewn a cat to my brain! <laughs> it's none of that. He's trying to sew it, and he's thinking, why isn't it fitting? And he's thinking, is it because the head's swollen? 
because you know he's been messing about in it and things yeah. swell, don't even mess them yeah. out with. So he's messing with it. He's going, I don't, I don't understand this, and he's panicking a bit because the patient's awake and chatting and stuff, and mm. you know it's difficult to have a normal chat when you're panicking a little bit. I know. Bit. There's a queue as well. People want their brain done, and they're, they're, they're reading old copies of magazines. They're going, hurry up. So <laughs> I'm going out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to wash it? No, no, no. Just uh, I'll wash it later. Just, just, just take it off. Do the brain. Put it back on. Anyway, what happens is he mm. has to start rubbaging. It's <laughs> a start rummaging. Sort of rummaging. 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 No! There's no N before the first G. Rummaging. Well, he starts looking through the, uh, he starts having a look through the bin. Because, oh, what? Because he's, he knows he's chucked a bit away of the skin. Right. Oh, where is this surgery <laughs> where a bloke's sitting up in front of a mirror and there's a bin? Is there a little basketball ring above the bin as well? So when he throws things, it goes through there first. I'm just saying that's what happened and you were saying about things that happen you, and you've got a joke about so it. So he's rummaging and what, what happens? He said to him, he said the, the fellow was starting to sense the nervousness and he said, what's going on here? And he says, oh, I'm never going to believe it. I've, I've lost a bit of your skin. Lost a bit and, of your uh, head, yeah. I can't Why so did he cut? I don't understand. Why is there... Why That's is it in what two I mean. bits? Because because things just break up, don't they? It's like chicken. When you see him walking around, everything's in place and it sticks together. You cook it, suddenly it all breaks up. He, he, he cooked his face before he <laughs> cut it out. I'm just saying how, how flesh it sticks together well. Yeah, when he'd, he'd, he'd cooked the scalp before he'd taken it off his no, head. No, but it's he? just an example of how oh, skin okay. can break up with the muscles and everything. So he's, rum he's rummaging in the bin and does he find the head? He found the bit and then he's like, oh, sorry about that. And he, he sort of managed to stick it on. Right, he didn't stuff. wash it off or anything. Yeah, I'm he sure he'd give it a bit of a rinse. But, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying how. Nonsense. You know, you've got to make a joke out of stuff, haven't you? Yeah, it's bollocks. If you're a doctor. Okay, that's good. So where was the joke in that story? At what point did- when- I thought this was a story well, about how doctors have a sense of humour. Yeah, when well, did he make a joke? Yeah, and they sort of laughed and he sort of said, oh, there you go, it's back on, but oh, good job we- you know, the bin men didn't come or whatever. And they, and they made a joke out of it. <laughs> I've never heard such nonsense! <laughs> I've never heard such nonsense! Right, Carl, let's do a competition, chance to win uh, some of the product that we've got out that Carl doesn't want to um, talk about, because he's too lazy. No, it's not that. If it's um, well, if you do want to uh, win a copy of this book, um, Ricky Gervais presents The World of Carl Pilkerton. It's by um, all three of us, uh, and it's some of the uh, uh, musings and thoughts and ideas from the, the podcast. Carl has uh, um, got some new theories. It's illustrated throughout... Um, by Carl Pilkington. By Carl Pilkington. It's got um, excerpts from the diary. They're genuine, aren't they? They're just, they're photostated things from the diary that yeah. people haven't seen, and it's fascinating read. Um, we can sign that. We can also give you a uh, copy of this new three-disc set, CD of the best of, is it the first series of the Ricky Gervais show? Yeah, well, it's got everything, actually. It's uh, It's got the whole um, 12 first series that, that we did with um, Guardian Unlimited, the award-winning, record-breaking podcast um it's also got uh some excerpts if you want the best of you can put that on um and it's got uh one hour of new material which we recorded especially for it but you can't get that you can't buy that in the shops till the 13th of november and i throw in the new flannimals book flannimals of the deep it's the third in the trilogy carl are you excited about that yeah and the the question is uh do you want them Okay, that's the quiz question. That's the quiz question, yeah. Okay. Is if that a trick question? No, 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 no. It's just the, the, the first correct answer. Uh, I'm not going to know what the correct answer is, but do you want them? And think, what you know, if you do want them, then that might, you know, do, do, you know, what's the answer? Uh, and you can send that to 
podcast at rickygervais.com. Include your name and address, and if you're the lucky winner, then we will send this stuff to you if you want it. And it's the first come, first serve, okay? So the first correct answer to the question, do you want it? Do you want that stuff? Do you want, do you want, do you want flannimals in the CD box set and the book and that? Okay, well, if you know the correct answer to that, podcast at rickygervais.com. Good luck, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to the first of these three special podcasts uh, with Guardian Unlimited. Um, the next one is out for Thanksgiving, um, 23rd of November. We don't actually celebrate Thanksgiving. What is Thanksgiving? Uh, it's a It's a thing in America. Right, uh, it's like the, it's like the big holiday. Probably, probably rivals Christmas. Probably bigger than Christmas. In well, what do we do here? But we don't celebrate here, do we? So it's the, it's a day, isn't it? Yeah, but no one's going to remember that, are they? Twenty third of November, they can remember, can't they? Yeah, but it's nice. Well, they should remember that's one day before my birthday if we're going to celebrate anything. Okay, well, you've got this one. The next one's the twenty third of November, and the next one's the twenty fifth of December. Can we? Well, how can I remember twenty fifth of December? Um, Christmas. Well, that's fair enough. That's Christmas, but Thanksgiving we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Okay, the next one's out about the twenty third of November. Then yeah, after that, about the twenty my day before my birthday. Oh, they're going to remember that, aren't they? It's Steve Day in Bristol. Yeah. Anyway, if you've enjoyed this special edition of the Ricky Gervais Show, the entire back catalogue is still available on iTunes. Under audiobooks, by the way, not podcasts, audiobooks, and you can get everything we've ever done. I'd like to thank the guys at Positive Internet for hosting this. Those great guys, what would we do without them? So, it's uh, goodbye from me, goodbye from Steve Merchant, bye, and goodbye from Carl Pilkington. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. <laughs>